Mukuru Utumbi Ichanga Nibunema Bikala Kuji Mubanji Mulusa Nzambi Wajinanga Mukalengwa Kwemena Mufuki Wajulu Nibuloba Nimae Manena Muliwa Nzambi Tato Wanyi Tutulo Kumpala Kwa Nzambi Waloka Mbase Mwabuji Umwaishi Wabiji Badusangisha Nzambi Mujonje Bawe Yesu Uwe Nzambi Na Wikala Mukachi Mwetu Nzambi Njimujaji kamutu shiwa wasewe ujinzambi utuweza ujinzambi ujumabe mujinde jeole jumukalenga wani mukalenga wani katembala kujileisha mukalenga shi bala muzambi ba kujitongeisha mukalenga katuli bala muzambi kumesukwe ba wala ujinzambi ujinzambi jufla muzambi solution muzambi kumajinga amichiwe mukalenga muzambi wani ujinzambi udumutu muzambi privilege muzambi jeole mukalenga ba tukana kumparagwa mukalenga wa chenda le kibaluka muzambi gisha mukalenga muzambi jitulia mukalenga mchanga mukalenga muzambi wala muzambi mukalenga wa chenda le ikalawe tunzambi nzambi tubanga ne tunzambi mukalenga wa chenda tujika bila mukalenga wa chenda le mukalenga wani kumparagwa kapasa nzambi kama Kuita mukalenga sabo kuli kuikana tuzama mukalenga wa chende mukalenga wani nzambi mukalenga wani pweka nzambi hiki kana tuzama mukalenga wa chende nele tuasa kana nzambi wa privilege nzambi dumutoni mukalenga wa chende jole mukalenga wa chende nele njishi nzambi milumbi au mnyu mukalenga nzambi mshanche bwa nzambi bwa nzambi chosu chitolo mzambi mujinde bwa yesu nzambi na tuasa mukalenga wa chende lomba na mujinde amusungi mukalenga wito skristo mvukolomba kwa ni amen
greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's a great evening. Amen. It's a great evening. Amen. Understand there are three people that are having birthdays today. Amen. The first one is my son, Deborah. And then his sister, Lorraine. His sister, Charlotte. Amen. Happy birthday. May God continue to preserve them. May your days be prolonged. Amen. Uh, I you can't be offended when I say happy birthday. Amen. Amen. If I know about yours, I will say happy birthday as well. Amen. And we thank God for everything. As we turn to the book of Psalms. And then... Psalms A Psalm eighty-two. He judgeth among the gods. Amen. I want you to, to, to get the gist of this verse. Uh, how long will he judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Defend the poor and the fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Read them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness, and all the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. I think you would connect verse 1 and verse 6 where it speaks about how God standeth in the congregation of the mighty 
lapho ekhuluma ukuthi uNkulunkulu umi kanjani emhlanganweni wa uNkulunkulu He judges amongst amongst the gods Uyahlulela phakathi kwa uNkulunkulu In verse 1 you've got no clarity as to who are those gods But in verse 6 it turns it says ye are gods and all of you are children of the most high amen how many agree with the verse as we pray most gracious heavenly father we have flipped through the pages of the bible and we were able to read with our limited intellectual capacity And Lord unless the spirit bridges between the revelation and in our intellectual capacity the scripture will just remain a letter Amen. but if you step in it's bound to be a spirit and bring life upon lives of people dear God and this evening our greatest desire is that as we have read from this scripture help us dear god to walk away with the message that was meant for this scripture amen and lord not only the message but the potentials of this scripture that wherever we are heavenly father on the basis of this scripture we can come to the same level and say this is the scripture that we are fulfilling in the bible because unless we are able to see a bunch of scriptures that we are fulfilling the bible will just remain a book but if we are able to take out something here and make it to be something that is alive then dear god we are bound to benefit dear god amen yes your service you predestinated it before the foundation of the world and lord no man planted it dear god i mean three hundreds of billions of zillions years ago no one could have anticipated that at this moment in time we would meet in the manner that we have met and lord the beauty about it is not a, a coincidence you who is infinity knew about this gathering before the foundation of the world not only about the gathering but the attendees of this gathering and not only about the attendees but the needs of the people that will be here and lord because you knew about the needs i can ask you to grant them their needs because i know you are much capable to do that each and every one of us when they walk from this place in their own special way let them testify and say god has met my need individually and i have walked from a meeting with my personal testimony that's our desire as we commit everything to you in the mighty name of jesus christ amen amen as we take your seats just for few minutes we want to speak about god's partnership with men Amen. God's partnership with 
Amen. That's what we want to to look at this evening. Uh, I've come to realize that when you speak about partnership, you already speak about things that are alike. Amen. So that means a man can never be in partnership with a dog. Because there are no similarities. That means the way partnership dictates that the people that are coming into it have got some similarities. That's why a human being marries a human being. Because there are expectations that I need somebody that is like me. And actually when you find somebody that is like you, it's a perfect partnership so that means that before a partnership can work there must be some commonalities between the people that are entering the partnership if the people are well apart the partnership will never work I don't know whether some of you have you ever either worked with somebody and if fortunately if you have ever uh, married somebody and you get to a stage where you can tell what they think without to them saying it. I don't know whether has it ever happened to you uh, where you are in such a sink and that to such an extent that thoughts can make such a loud noise without being verbalized. Amen. Until I think somebody uh, the other time caught somebody thinking and mention the ways that uh, are you thinking what I think you are thinking about. Amen. So that means these people are synchronized at a certain level. Amen. And sometimes in a partnership, you get to a point where even though one appears happy, but you can see behind a smile, that is not a genuine smile. That means you connect on a certain uh, deeper level. And that's what we call a perfect partnership. Now, let us look at uh, the partnership of God and a man. 
I see in the, in the same manner God's partnership with men would never work unless both of them have got some similarities. And actually it may sound a little bit sacrilegiously uh, when we say God desired us to be like him. Uh, amen. To be similar and think like him and do things like him. That, that was God's uh, initial intention when he created us. Amen. Uh, can we, I don't know whether you can personalize it and say the, the reason I'm created is because God wanted me to be like him. If, if you can come to a full realization of that statement, then you will live the rest of your life satisfied. Amen. And, and, and we'll come to that because when a man was created, God created him in his own image. The image and the object or the subject are never, are never different. Your image and your real self are no different. Uh, actually, when you look in the mirror and you do some gestures, and then the image will respond to the same gestures. I hope we are together. So that means when God created an image, he wanted to make sure that whatever he was doing, this image can respond to his motions. So a man is God perfect image. And if that is the case, that means if God wants to see himself, he can't go to Gabriel. Because Gabriel was not created in the image of God. He can't go to any of the angels. In order for God to see himself, he must go to a man. And for a man to see himself, he must not look at his friend because you don't know whether the friend is made in the image of God. And I want to drive that. Not everybody is made in the image of God. It may sound harsh in, in, in church. And, and when we say you are made in the image of God. We are not referring to the fingers or because these fingers are not made in the image of God. God is a spirit and his image must be a spirit. So when we say you are made in the image of God, we are referring to a spirit man within you. So that means when God 
looks to you, he looks past your flesh and sees you in the spirit form and say, that's how I am. I hope we are together. Now, he says as well, not only in his image, but in his likeness. Now, when we say likeness, that means whatever God is capable of, this man must be capable of. Because that is what likeness means. Uh, The image and the likeness, it's what makes a man God's partner. And God wants such a partner that is like him. The prophet in the message, all things are possible. He says, if you are the son of God, you are like God. And I think all of us aspire to be like God. He just speaks the weights and it creates itself. His weights are creative power. How would the world come into being? He made it out of things which were not. He just said, let there be and here it is he believed his own way so that means if that is the case with God that is the case with his image that is the case with his partner whatever the partner speaks it will create itself because the words of the partner are creative as much as God's ways are creative. And as God brought the world into existence by these ways, let there be. Today, the image can bring things into existence by exactly the same ways, let there be. But the principle must apply. God believed his own way. The image must believe the ways that come out of its mouth. If you are the daughter of God, then you are like God. If you are the son of God, then you are like God. The the, the pinnacle of this life is for a man to come to a spot where he can say, as God is, so am I. That's that's the main main thing about life. The prophet said the whole thing is about men and God becoming one. From Genesis to Revelation, it's about God and men becoming one. That's, That's what it needs to happen. Now, the prophet speaks something here that that really shocked me a bit and I went to reread in the message the Patmos vision he says cut every obstacle from human beings that uh, they might be connected like in the garden of Eden so that means there are obstacles that make us to be disconnected from how a man used to be like in the garden of Eden 
Fear is one of them. Doubt is one of them. Complex is one of them. Humanity is one of them. But let those obstacles be cut off from human beings. So that they might be connected like in the Garden of Eden. He says, I was going to choke you, but I'm going to say it. Man is omnipotent. That is the prophet saying it and I believe it the way he has spoken it. Man is omnipotent. And when I'm saying man, this one I will personalize it and say Madiba is omnipotent. You can personalize it and say I am omnipotent. And if you can realize the significance of this statement and I'm glad this was not said by some men in the streets this statement is not a product of psychology this is a pillar of fire filtered statement that man is omnipotent you don't believe that but he is a man fully surrendered to God is omnipotent maybe you don't understand the word omnipotent omnipotence is the quality of having unlimited power so that simply means if I paraphrase it you have unlimited power Uh, you can believe that you can take it but the prophet says you have unlimited power because why you are in a partnership with somebody that has got unlimited power so that means God's power becomes your power God's character becomes your character God's weight becomes your weight God's life becomes your life that's what partnership is all about partnership is that we are in community of property whatever for God possesses you possess but I will show you what is cloaking you to access your omnipotency and omnipotency speaks about authority and authority means that you know who you are and when you know who you are then there are no there is nothing that can stand in your way if you say this goes it must go if you say that must come it must come that is the essence of authority and actually if you don't realize that the greatest tragedy is to worship God without authority because the demons will play around you but when you've got authority then you can bind demons when you've got authority whatever you bind here then it is bound in heaven whatever you set free here then it is set free in heaven that's what authority means and we need authoritative believers that, that can be in charge of their circumstances that can realize that as much as God has got power over the devil it applies to you as well 
That the deity is in you. That, that is why we are here. That's why you will hear us keep on saying, referring to you. And I want to say in this manner, it has been long said believe in God and people through time immemorial have always believed in God but you know that believing in God it will never be effective until you believe in the source and the image of the source the image is you and today I can say God knows you believe in him he knows your confession he knows your song but in these last days he wants you to believe in yourself he wants the image to believe in itself because when you believe in the in yourself as the product it makes it inspires confidence in the one that brought you into existence you don't make God a justice when you look down on yourself and actually if you can look at the struggles of humanity a human being by nature they are yearning for affirmation they want to be affirmed the boy that is on the drugs amen the boy that is on the drugs. He's not interested in the powder. He's interested on the feeling that he gets from the powder. And the feeling that he gets from the powder. After he has nifted that powder. He walks around believing that he is invincible. Why is he like that? But it is a false feeling. I don't want you to feel like you are invincible. I want you to know that you are invincible. Because when you feel, feeling will evaporate. But if that is what it is, it will never evaporate. Actually, we are giving you a godly drug which is the word of God and when you are intoxicated by this then you walk you look at the devil because a drunk man is not afraid of anyone a drunk man can look at the president and say you are nothing a believer that is drunk with the power of God can look at the demon and say you are nothing let us be intoxicated by this drug which is the word of God it will make everything seem small in your life and you can tell the people that I am like God it doesn't sound like a drunken statement I am like God it's the same drug that Jesus had my father and I are one if you have seen me you have seen the father today it must be you we 
we need an image that can know what it is. And today, when we go to heaven, we are, we, when we say you are overcoming, the word overcome, it is an antonym of defeat. That means if you are overcoming, that means you are not defeated. And I want you to understand that. When we say you are going to be an overcomer, that doesn't mean that you are running from away from this world. It means, simply means that in every situation that you find yourself in, you've got the ability to bring opposite results. That, that's what it means to overcome. That means if you go through failure and you don't succumb to failure, the opposite of failure is success. When you, you, you derive success, that means you defeated failure. That means when you defeated the sickness, then you are healed. Whatever you are going through, concentrate on the opposite of what you are going through. Don't concentrate on what you are going through. What you are going through is nothing. It's bound to bring the opposite result. And that's our nature. If we walk through darkness, then light is about to come. We specialize in the opposites of the devil. Whatever he does, we bring different results. If you feel down this evening, don't feel down. That is the feeling of the devil. Come up hither. Be lifted up in the spirit. That is the opposite. And a man has got the ability to control his environment. We are, we are not subject to the environment. We can design our environment. Because we are the amateur God. Your environment is not your God. But you are the God of your environment. Stop complaining about your environment. Be the environment. Be the God. As he was in his environment. When there was darkness upon the face of the earth. He said let there be light. He never complained about darkness. You need to do exactly the same thing. Whatever you are going through. Don't complain about that. Just say let there be. And there shall be. Because why? You are an amateur God. You are omnipotent. You have unlimited power. Your words are creative. You are like God. Behave like God. Speak like God. Walk like God. Don't look down on yourself. And I will show you why. Why we are not accessing this omnipotency. Because humanity. We are not used to somebody being on top of their situation. Because you know every time you are on top of a situation somebody goes out of their profession. Psychologists are there because people succumb to their situations. Whatever profession that you see there somewhat it relates to when people succumb to their situation. Let's make it in this man. Let's speak about five ways 
to access your God given omnipotence. First one. Stop being attached to what you have. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a difference between what you possess and who you are. If you judge yourself based on what you have, when you lose what you have, then you lose your sense of self-worth. I hope you understand that. Stop, stop being attached to what you have. If you get attached to what you have, then your possessions may become your God. And I want to say, if you attach, if you attach yourself, or the second, let's go to the second one. Stop connecting the essence of who you are to your achievements. I want to make you understand. Every time you speak about your achievements, every achievement is a past tense. And if you speak more of your achievements, that means you entertain your past. But you need to speak based on your potential. How many people around the world that used to say, that say, I used to be rich. Hallelujah. That statement by its own nature, it limits you from going forward. And I want to say to you, the devil likes to show you what you used to be rather than on what you can be. Because if you always compare yourself with what you could have been, the result is that you always feel smaller. How many are here where the devil has ever compared to where you came from rather than to show you where you are going? And by doing that, they, they limit you. And let me put it in this manner. There is never been a time. God is not prescriptive. I've read, I've read in the Bible there's never been a time in the life of Jesus where he ever repeated a miracle. He always had new miracle for a new day. Amen. But the, the danger of humanity we idolize the achievements. We idolize. And when you idolize, then you are unable to move forward. I hope we are together here. Now, the third one, learn to stand your ground during hard times. 
It is during the hard times when you doubt yourself. But it is in the very time where you need to show who you are. And, and when you are going through the hard time, I was telling somebody that was going through a hard time, I say, don't concentrate on what you are going through. But apart, whatever happens, don't lose your ability to control what comes into your mind. Because if you lose the battle in your mind, you have lost it. I don't know whether we together. How many people, many times, where people were wounded, but they got healed, but they never knew that they were healed. Because why? They concentrated on the wound. And it's all in your mind. I don't know whether we're together this evening. Learn to stand your ground during hard times. Amen. And I think we have showed you the other time. When, when you are going through a hard time, your subconscious mind has got the ability to withstand tough times. And how do you know that? Have you ever had a terrible day? And it was terrible. Maybe it was a terrible week. But when you sleep, and then you had the best of the nights. What is happening? Your subconscious mind acted. And your subconscious mind has got no limitations. The prophet says your subconscious mind is your soul. So that means the flesh can go through so much. But the, the, the soul can be unaffected. So that's why never lose in never lose touch of the essence of who you are. Because you can go through a hard time, but people see you singing hallelujah. And they've got no idea why you are singing. Because they are looking at you through the naked eye, but inside you are unaffected. Do we have believers here? Do we have believers here? That were ever affected outside. But they were unaffected inside. That, that's a paradox on its own. Have you ever experienced that? Where you feel that the flesh is giving up. But the spirit is saying, oh, here I am. That, that's how we live. And during that time, switch to the supernatural. Switch, switch. Because a believer has got a switch. When things are difficult, he can switch to the supernatural. When things normalize, they can switch back. So we can switch because we are dual beings. When you go through a difficult time, access your switch. Switch to the supernatural. And the devil will look at you and say, oh, where now? Don't you know you have got problems? And you say, I have got no problem. I am made in the image of God. I am an amateur God. I am heaven bound. Then you confuse the table. Every time you cry about what the devil does, 
you reinforce him I want to repeat that every time the devil does something and you complain about it then he will do it let us ignore the devil whatever he does let us ignore it then you will access your omnipotency your unlimited power Amen. Adopt God mindset in your life. If we say to brother Mervin here. Brother Mervin. We have just discovered. And we're looking at the books of generations. It has been discovered that actually you are a king. And here are the documentations. And here are the witnesses. You, you, you are a king. Do you know it doesn't mean anything until he believes it? But if he can start saying, you mean I've been behaving ordinarily? And yet I'm a king. Then we will see him the other time. Maybe wearing a different attire and walking in a certain way. And then we'll say, Why are you walking like that? Why is he dressed like that? There is a realization that he is a king. A king without a mindset of a king is a slave. And a child of God without a mindset of God behaves ordinary. The devil can take advantage of you. But when we say you adopt God's mind, that means his thinking becomes your thinking. Today we need believers that can think his way of thinking. Amen. When was the time when you read in the Bible where you find Jesus being helpless. Maybe you'll show me at the cross. He wasn't helpless. You know when he stood there, when he was there on the cross, do you know what he said? It is finished. Not I am finished. It is finished. This was designed by me and it has come to completion. It is finished. So you must never say I am finished. Because God never say I am finished. He say it is finished. So you must know that you operate according to God's plans. And you must make sure that you your mind is the same in line with the mind of God. What does it mean? In every situation that you find yourself in, you need not to ask yourself what are you thinking? What you are thinking is nothing. But what God is thinking is important. Whatever you go through, what you need to ask yourself 
What is God thinking? And if you can receive the mind of God about your situation, you will glorify God. Let's look at Job. When he was going through a tough time, and during that time, if Job could have had the mind of God, he would have known as much as he was stripped of everything, as much as he was on the edge heap, he will know one thing. No one is like me. According to God's mind, there's no one like me. And we can ask him and say, what do you mean? You are having a tough time. But he will say, you don't know. There was a conversation behind about my situation. God was breaking to the table about me. And said, there is no believer like me. If you can have that mind, every situation you will glorify God. Whatever you are going through, what is it God saying to the devil about you? Maybe God is saying to the devil, have you looked down in Whitbank? There is no one like him. There is no one like her. And the devil says, give me a permission. I will go down there. I will make her sick. And the devil comes and makes you sick. But that mind of God drops in you and you say oh no wonder oh considered me special and the people will look at you and say oh my she has lost her mind every time you lose your mind and have the mind of God you act like a fool I will repeat a statement every time you receive the mind of God and you let go of your mind you act like a fool you are sick but you say I am healed to the world is foolishness but to God is his power and that's how we are so in whatever you go adopt the mind of God what is the mind of God he's the almighty God and the Bible says don't you know that ye are gods hallelujah Amen. and you know that's where God says worship no other gods because it is a it is a blasphemy to find a God worshipping a God instead of a God worshipping the God. Sometimes when we he say we say he is the God over the gods. Sometimes those gods is us. The scripture says we are the congregation of the gods. 
And if we are the congregation of God, how should a God behave? For us to know how a God should behave, let us go back in the book of Genesis and look at how a God behaves. The prophet said, Adam, when he did not like the mountain this time, he could say to a mountain, be moved and move on the eastern side. And it was going to be so. Because why? He was an amateur God. And when the animals came, he looked at the lion and say, the way you roar, I will call you the lion. And when when he called it the lion, because it was a partnership, then God was looking there, noting to whatever Adam was doing. And it did not end with Adam. Before God could destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, we see him coming down because partnership requires that you need to be alike. Then we see God stepping into a body, going to Abraham, taking a seat, greeting Abraham, eating with Abraham, and saying in his heart, shall I hide what I'm going to do to Sodom and Gomorrah from Abraham? And he spoke to Abraham what his plan was. And Abraham said, no, I've got a different mind. Imagine a human being telling God that I've got a different mind. I don't think it's a good idea just to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. What what if there are hundred rushes? And God was looking at Adam and saying, you've got a point there. If there are hundred rushes, then I won't destroy it. That's partnership. And today it has repeated again. God is going to destroy the world. But he came down to the bride and speaking to the bride and when he's speaking to us we say God what about our families? What about our friends? What about our loved ones? And sometimes he says they don't know but don't tell them. Some of them are good to you but they don't know but on the other side I will make sure when I separate the sheep from the goats it's not the bright there because the bright is judging. When you separate Brother Bram said the sheep are the people that treated the bride very well but they did not know but on the other side, you will be sitting there and say to Jesus, this man, he didn't know who I was, but he gave me water. Let him come. That's the kind of power that you have. Even on the day of judgment, you will be on equality with God. That's why the scripture says, let the man that was in Christ, let it be in you. Because he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In the end time, I do not think 
bring it to be robbery. To be equal with God. And when I behave like God, praise God. You need to behave like God. Human beings, we must stop behaving like downtrodden people. We must realize we are the ambassadors of God. We must realize we are the gods upon the face of the earth. You can't live below sin because you are God. You need to live above your sin. You need to conquer every temptation because you are a God. Are you living to your potential this evening? Or you go through life dragging yourself? You have attached yourself to who, what, what you have rather than in what you are. Amen. That's my question. Your channels of omnipotence, are they clogged? God is a specialist of impossibilities. If you are a God like him, you can't master that situation that you think is impossible. And the best way, stop comparing yourself with people start comparing yourself with God because you are in partnership. You can't complain about what people are complaining because you are not on the same level. Your struggles are different. I hope we are together. Let's finish this quotation, Bram I was going to check it I was going to choke it. But I'm going to say it. Man is omnipotent. You don't believe that? But he is. A man fully surrendered to God is omnipotent. Did he not say in Mark 11.22 whatsoever things you say and don't doubt in your heart it will come to pass. You can have what you say. When what happens what happens when two omnipotents meet when God and man comes together two omnipotents then something is going to shake. Whatever, whatsoever you would say with that creative power of omnipotence of God knowing that he has promised it. He said it in his way. It creates a power that goes out yonder and bring things to pass. Things that are not. It makes them as though they are. Because two omnipotents have made. He say, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful this evening? That's why when this ministry, when the prophet was commissioned, God says to him, if you can get the people to believe in you, nothing shall stand before you. 
Why did he not say if they can, can get the people to believe in me then nothing will stand before you. It's because God knew he can't send you without being in you. And when he's in you, you need to believe in yourself. You are not actually believing in yourself. You are believing in the God that is within you. Then if you believe in that manner, nothing shall stand before thee. Shalom to the gods. Let's just stand up and sing. To be like Jesus, that's all I want to be. Just to be like Jesus. Many want to be like him.
comes to wrap up in prayer. How many love the Lord? He's an amazing God. He is powerful. He's in charge. The devil is afraid of him. And it makes him to be afraid of us.
for the last time. Let's go for it for the last time. Gracious, eternal, heavenly Father. This is nothing but a demonstration of your presence, Almighty God. Heavenly Father, we acknowledge that you are here, you are within us, Heavenly Father. Singing through us, Almighty God. Worshipping yourself through our heavenly Father, preaching to yourself, mighty God. Heavenly Father, these are nothing but the veils that when the carnal mind and the carnal eyes look, Heavenly Father, they see nothing but a bunch of people, Almighty God. The messenger of the hour taught us, Heavenly Father, that if we look beyond the veil, Almighty God, we can see nothing but the Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. 
Heavenly Father, we are here, we are saying like Abraham, that we are pilgrim and we are strangers, Heavenly Father. We are seeking for a city whose built and maker is none other than Almighty God. Heavenly Father, we are heard once more this evening, Almighty God, that from the beginning, Heavenly Father, we were partner with you, Heavenly Father. We saw, Almighty God, how Adam, Heavenly Father, when he was in the Garden of Eden, Heavenly Father, whatever he said, you said amen to his word. Heavenly Father, we have been reminded, Heavenly Father, this evening, that Almighty God, we have been restored, Heavenly Father, to the origin, Almighty God. But whatever that we say, Heavenly Father, as the prophet taught us, Heavenly Father, that we are ambassadors of heaven. We are here, Heavenly Father, representing the whole heaven, Almighty God. We are here, Heavenly Father, representing you, Almighty Jesus. And whosoever that doesn't know how you talk, Heavenly Father, he must look at us, Heavenly Father. Whosoever that doesn't know how you preach, Heavenly Father, he must come to this little tabernacle, Heavenly Father. Whosoever that he doesn't know how you behave, Heavenly Father, how you dress, Heavenly Father, how you do things, Almighty God, Heavenly Father, he must come and see at us, Almighty God. This is nothing but a demonstration, Heavenly Father, of the Holy Spirit, Almighty God. Heavenly Father, we know that the acts of the apostles, it was not the apostles, Heavenly Father, but it was the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles, Almighty God. Even this evening, Heavenly Father, we see the acts of you through us, Heavenly Father, Almighty God. Let the way that was preached tonight, Heavenly Father, find a place in our hearts. Let us always meditate upon this way, Heavenly Father. Let us realize, Heavenly Father, that our position from the beginning, Heavenly Father, even before the foundation of this world, Heavenly Father, we were in partners with our Creator, Heavenly Father. We are still co-creators with you, Heavenly Father, because whatever we say with our own mouth, Heavenly Father, it will exactly happen, Heavenly Father. As our pastor has been preaching, Heavenly Father, and he was saying these words all the time, that whatever, Heavenly Father, that we are this, this, this time, Heavenly Father, is what we were thinking, Heavenly Father, is what we are in our minds, Heavenly Father. So help us, Almighty God, Heavenly Father, the mind that was in Christ, let the mind be in us, Heavenly Father, tonight. Let us speak as he spoke, Heavenly Father. Let us do as he does, Heavenly Father. Bless the church here, Heavenly Father. Those who are sick, Heavenly Father, as we had the weight, Almighty God, that we mustn't confess what we feel, Heavenly Father, but we must confess what we will be, that we will be perfect in our bodies, Heavenly Father. Whatever problems that we might be in facing, Heavenly Father, let us not concentrate on it, but we will concentrate on the future, Heavenly Father, where we will live without any problem, Heavenly Father. Bless our pastor. Bless the church, Heavenly Father. Restore the virtue that it came out of him, Heavenly Father. While he will be sitting, Heavenly Father, all the time, meditating, Heavenly Father, reading, Heavenly Father, and Almighty God, that he may take from you, Heavenly Father, and give us unto us, Heavenly Father, the weight, Heavenly Father, the unalterated weight of God, Heavenly Father, that will make us always, Heavenly Father, happy and living, Almighty God. Bless the church, Almighty God. Bless the choruses that we sing, Heavenly Father. Everybody, Heavenly Father, as we go to depart here, Heavenly Father, we are asking for a traveling mercy. Bless the church.
church in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and all the church shall say Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. He never allowed me to be tripped on the way. Amen. It has hung up for me. That's right. Amen. Let's sing it. Two more songs than that after you are dismissed.
Negeri. Amen. Mercy refused. When the devil issued a death sentence, Mercy said no. That's why we are still standing. Amen. When Jehovah opens the doors, no one can close them. And when he closes them, no one can open them. He is in charge, brother. This life belongs to him. No one knows our ins and our outs except him. Let's just worship him thereafter you are dismissed. Till we meet some. Sunday, 9 o'clock. God bless you.
It's not because of Aqua's cream. See Aqua's cream. By Kikalabagalara Masi. It's because of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Amen. You can it's not camphor. I see camphor. Yes. Yeah.